and we are live back again july 5th um me and mitch neil is still out on his uh short vacation and uh, <laughs> i don't know if it's a vacation i think it's more kids aren't in school because it's summertime right maybe it's a vacation for the kids not the vacation for neil there it is yeah um, what do we got july 5th the day after fourth of july some of you are probably recovering some of you probably are feeling better than others yeah that's the uh, independence ama for us american folk yeah i wonder how many people in uh oh wait we got to unmute on the discord i wonder oh, how yeah. many people uh uh celebrated um fourth of july and in, in the leo leo family because i know we got a lot of international crowd yeah no obviously don't care about fourth of july i saw some comments there's definitely a solid u.s presence yep. in the leo community that my freebie dc i'm still waiting on celsius to unfreeze my crypto although other than that i'm doing fine great that's good you, you and a lot of other people I know, unfortunately. In fact, I was going to do like a little media blast on like all my social channels after being quiet for the last month, talking about <clears throat> centralized exchanges are not what crypto is about. So if you're caught up in that and you're saying crypto is a scam, you obviously know nothing about crypto. <laughs> not your keys, not your coins. Right. Well, yeah, and that's that's kind of the the cool thing. If you are like, if you if you're knowledgeable about crypto, then I'm sure like my free BTC knew the risks of, of Celsius when he got into it. So hopefully he didn't use you know a significant chunk of his portfolio. But yeah, um, you know, well, yeah, and I don't, game. you know, and I'm not speaking directly to him. I'm just more so talking about the normies that you know, obviously, um, I'm connected to and interact with and reach out to me and whatnot. Right. Yeah. I mean, you never expect, he said it wasn't much, but I wasn't expecting, you never expect the platforms to go down, especially when they're that big, but um, you know, it's, it's been crazy. Like even BlockFi, um, BlockFi got sold for pennies on the dollar because they basically went insolvent on a lot of these loans because of the three, three AC liquidation yeah. and other liquidations. So. Well, and that's where like, Oh, we need crypto regulation and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we don't need re regulation on crypto. We need regulation on, exchanges and like you know centralized service providers just like you have with stocks i mean obviously charles schwab and you know td ameritrade all that stuff like there's regulations and licenses and all that stuff i get that because in essence someone else is handling your money you know right. when it comes to the purity of crypto you are in control of your own money you control your money so in that case you don't need those things but yeah anytime you're handing your money over to someone else um, some oversight is probably welcome, but that's, it's crazy. Like how mismanaged funds were in these exchanges. And it's just like, you wonder you how they even get so big, right? You would think they would be a little bit smarter, but they're, they're not. So <laughs> my freebie to see, they went full DGen. I can do that for myself <laughs> pretty much. People basically gave them money to go full full DGen for them. It's like you never go full DGen. Like <laughs> doing that is like all the DGen with none of the fun. 
If you're going to degen, at least get the entertainment for yourself. Yeah, Nifty Phil said, look at CoinFlex. They yeah. they released a... So I, so I, we actually talked about it last week. Um, when we talked about it last week, it was just like a breaking story. And they said like it was like an anonymous or they, they weren't like releasing the name of this like public figure who owed them a lot of money um, for one of these, these uh, under collateralized loans. It was like 47 million or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, when we talked about it, we didn't know who it was. And then uh, a couple hours after the podcast, they came out and said, uh, Roger Ver uh, yep. is the, is the guy. And uh, apparently he uh, he's like, he's claiming that he doesn't actually owe them the money and that they owe him money. Oh boy. So, yeah. It's, it's a uh, finger pointing. But the, the funny part about it is that CoinFlex released a, uh, a, uh, a token to tokenize the debt and try to raise, raise the capital back. Um, so they're, wow. and they're offering like 20% fixed APR on it. So, so basically, basically it's what I call the BitConnect sign. You want to see that, get the hell out of Dodge. I was like when BitConnect, uh, went to release BitConnect X, the moment I saw that, I was just like, you need to get as much money as you possibly can out of this as soon as possible. I started withdrawing every single day. Um, then again, going in, I pretty much was positive it was a Ponzi scheme. But um, once I saw they, went, they were doing Bitcoin X, I'm like, oh, they need to raise funds. They're broke. The Ponzi, the, 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 the house of cards is about to collapse. I just started pulling money out. So like my initial capital was still locked up, unfortunately, but I'd pulled enough money out where I ended up making a 40% return on my money uh, in the matter of like six months. That's not bad. Yeah. I mean, if, if BitConnect could have went like two or three more months, I would have done so well. Cause like I was, <laughs> I was so close to my money starting to like unlock. Yeah. Meanwhile, I had friends that would just like stack and stack and stack and making fun of me for pulling money out. Like I'm making this. I'm like, you haven't made shit until you've booked it. Right. And then unfortunately, yeah. And like kind of like normies, but normies that were like a little bit into crypto and like, you know, people that thought they were up 10, 20 G's and then poof gone. And they went from, you know, thinking they were crushing it to taking a big L. Advertised rug pull. (laughs) Um, public service announcement. We have the um, YouTube channel back. Not the YouTube channel. We don't have, uh, let me rephrase. We don't have the YouTube, the original YouTube channel back. We have YouTube live streaming enabled on the new channel. So we have YouTube streaming back for, for the weekly AMAs um, on, the, on the new YouTube channel. Um, and uh, so I know a lot of people have been asking about that for a long time. When are we going to get it back? And uh, we finally got enough views and subscribers on the channel to get streaming enabled. So uh, if you're not following and liking all of the YouTube videos, make sure you go and do that. Helps Leo grow, obviously. And uh, our clips have been getting posted there too by Head of Growth. And then, um, yeah. So now we're, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and Discord. So you yeah. can ask your questions. All I thought about was... Uh... The scene from uh, old school at the end with Will Ferrell. I'm back. You know it. <laughs> uh, in fact, I saw a, uh, a thing. Apparently, that the movie Old School hit Paramount Plus 
and it was like the number one streaming movie for the first couple of weeks. And it said like how the title of the article was like uh, a 20 year old movie is the number one streaming movie on Paramount Plus. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, that movie's 20 years old. Fuck. <laughs> like, that's my movie. Like, I remember watching that movie when it came out and just still quoting it to this day. I can't believe it's 20. It's literally an inside joke between me and a bunch of my friends using quotes from that movie. That's and funny. obviously like Mitchell Palooza. So that became a thing. I even have the t-shirt <laughs> that my buddy gave me for my 30th birthday. That's funny. But that is bananas to me. It's such a freaking awesome movie. What movie is this? Old school. Oh, I've never seen Vince that. Vaughn, Will Farrell, uh, Luke Wilson. Never yeah, seen they, it. They're like in their thirties and they, and they start a fraternity at like this local college. <laughs> That sounds funny though. No, it's a great movie. Oh, there's so many quotes. Yeah, Nifty feels like, how have you not seen it? Phil, don't let it surprise you. Me and me and Neil have had this uh moment with Cal many a times where it's like, wait, you haven't seen this or you've never heard this song. I'm like, just shake my head at this point in disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really watch a lot of the movies or TV, but mm. Well, I was going to say, I'm okay with it. Like, he doesn't need to be wasting time on TV. He needs to be building Leo finance things. Yeah, building. No sleep. No, exactly. No rest, keep his ass, no keep his ass the in the lab. Lock yeah. him in the laboratory. <laughs> throw, throw, throw crumbs at him every once in a while. To keep him awake. Yep. Just give me a little food every once in a while, too. Uh, All right. Uh, I know my soul, in my opinion, way better than super bad never seen that either Superbad, i don't know Superbad was good it, it was i don't know the characters annoyed me a little bit but that's yeah, a good movie but yeah if you haven't seen old school anyone listening you need to do yourself a favor and watch that movie especially if you're a dude because it's pretty much debauchery <laughs> should we yeah, talk about this uh oh go ahead no, no i was gonna say so um well, unless you want to talk about something different, I was going to say, so do you want to jump into any Leo Finance update for the week before we talk about general crypto or do you got something else? Yeah, I would say I would say like a good little weekly recap um, of what we've been working on. So so really the focus uh, this past week has been um, on leofinance.io and Lightning. Um We've uh, so we've released the first three community pages and uh, with the release like community pages is, and we've talked about this a few times, it's, it's kind of like this massive release um, of, of a bunch of things um, with Leo Infra and Lightning. So a lot of back end improvements um, in order to get community pages working and then, um, you know, obviously adding in like a whole new style of, of content curation where you've got multiple curators that uh, basically can, can, uh, curate the, curate the content that goes into those individual feeds. Um, that creates like this, this really heavy load on the, on the lightning server. Um, and, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, lightning is uh, Leo finance. Lightning is like a caching layer. It's like a, basically it's a, it's a second layer on top of hive, uh, where it relays content and, uh, comments and, and upvotes and, and all of that good stuff. Uh, gets relayed between uh, the Leo UI and um, Hive, the blockchain on the back end. So the cool thing about Lightning is that it, it is essentially our own second layer 
Um, obviously, we don't run a token on top of Lightning, but it, it has theoretically has the capacity to do that as well. Um, uh, but it like, you know, right now it runs all of the content layering um, and basically it makes the site a lot faster than it would be without lightning. So, you know, if you're, if you're an OG, you remember, you know, pre lightning days when Leo finance loaded in like 10 seconds, whenever you clicked on anything. Um, and now things are, are super quick. Um, and uh, since the release of the mobile app and community pages, we've essentially released like these, these, you know, several new versions of lightning that uh, have to handle all this stuff. So, a lot of our focus in the past week has been on the back end, uh, fixing Lightning and fixing uh, Leo Infra to make it all better, um, especially as we get ready to, to roll out the mobile app in kind of a bigger way. So the mobile app is, is in V1 in production on Android. Um, it's still waiting for approval on iOS and, and iOS takes forever. So, um, you know, we're just kind of patiently waiting on, on an iOS approval before it goes into the iOS app store. Um, so that's kind of where we've been at on, on that stuff. And we're working on uh, the new threads feature. So this is probably going to be one of the most exciting moments for, for Leo Finance is when we release the threads uh, feature. Threads are essentially the proxy project blank. It's like a pre-project blank, uh, you know, uh, release, kind of like a warm-up round. Uh, but really what we're doing is taking our infrastructure and all the stuff that we've been building for Leo Finance with the long-term roadmap. So the, essentially the way we've built everything is that we have this long end game of project blank and all of the stuff that we do to lead up to that is, is essential. And, and it's like all this key infrastructure that we needed to build like this second layer for lightning uh, and then the back end for accounts and, and, uh, and storage, which is Leo infra. Um, all of this stuff is, is essentially on this long-term roadmap to project blank. And, uh, and threads are going to be basically project blank built on top of Leo finance. So it's like the, the entire idea behind it is that we can test all of our infrastructure and we can kind of test a few different models that we have for project blank, uh, which is, you know, if you don't know, which I'm, I'm sure everyone here knows already, uh, project blank is, is a short form microblogging on, on the high blockchain. Um, and it doesn't, when you create content, it doesn't push it as a hive post on the blockchain. So, you know, it's, it's a game changer because if you like to microblog or you like to use Twitter, um, you'll essentially be able to, you'll be able to post, you know, a hundred times a day on hive if you want, and it's not going to show up on your blog feed where, where you'll obviously get a lot of backlash on hive if you are posting a hundred blogs a day. So, uh, project blank is kind of this big game changer that we've all been waiting for and, and our team has been basically building for two years now uh, in terms of building all this infrastructure through Leo Finance in order to basically get to Project Blank uh, later down the road. Um, so threads are in, in, you know, in a nutshell, threads are crypto Twitter overlaid onto Leo Finance. So the, the entire idea is gonna be to target crypto Twitter and try to get them onto Leo Finance to basically create these micro blogs. Um, and we're going to be testing and scaling up. This is going to require a lot of work for us on the back end. And this is all stuff that we've been working on, uh, you know, for a few months. And, and lately we've been working even harder because uh, we're, we're getting pretty close to releasing threads. Um, and uh, it, it's going to require a lot of work for us to scale this up. So, um, you know, there's going to be an initial rollout and then, and then kind of these, these continuous scaling uh, updates that we have to push. Um, you know, we've, we've brought on a lot of new devs. So it's been, it's been, 
it's been a lot of work, but it's been it's been fun um, to to kind of get close to this this project blank uh, release. Um, and uh, and yeah, I'm 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 really excited about threads and to see see it in action and see kind of like this this uh, foreshadowing of of what project blank could be um, when we release threads on Leo Finance. And obviously with the mobile app, this is like a good, you know, it, it's it's a good it's good timing to have the mobile app reach V1 and have threads almost ready. Because um, I think threads will give Leo Mobile like that that killer use case where you can tell people, you know, let's just I always use this example. Let's just say you're out at dinner and you're talking about Web3, you're talking about crypto and you say, you know, you're talking to someone who's interested in it. You say, well, there's this place uh, that you can go. There's this app that you can download where you can learn about crypto. You can talk to people about crypto, people who've been in the industry for for years. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's uh, it, and it's super easy to download. It takes less than 30 seconds to set up an account. Obviously, we use, you know, Leo Info for all that account creation stuff. And, uh, you know, they don't need to store any keys until they're ready. They can obviously just download it on the back end if they want. Um, and with threads integrated, then you can tell them, yeah, it's just like Twitter. You just go on there, you can make, you know, little, little uh, questions or comments. So if you're talking to like a crypto newbie and they're asking you a lot of crypto questions, you could say, hey, download this Leo mobile app, go onto the, you know, the threads page on the app. Uh, you know, it'll be at the home screen of the app. And then, you know, you can take any crypto question you have and just post it. You could say like, ask, and you could have like a hashtag, ask Leo. Uh, uh, hashtag for the thread. And then you say, you know, like, uh, why is Bitcoin below 20,000? Just trying to think of what, what a normie would ask. And then, you know, everyone on Leo sees that thread on whether on their, they're on desktop or mobile, they see that thread and they can just respond and, and, you know, obviously give their opinion on it. Um, and then they can upvote the person who created the thread and then they can get upvotes on their replies. And then, um, you know, now you've got in less than 30 seconds, you've got a normie that signed up to Leo mobile, they're using the app and they created a thread. They don't, obviously didn't have to go write a, a thousand word blog post. They just wrote a simple question that they have um, and they're earning crypto. And to them, you know, seven days later, they get a payout. They look at their wallet on the Leo mobile app and they see that they, you know, they gained some Leo. They might've made, you know, 10 cents or 20 cents. And they're like, wow, this is, you know, this is something I could get addicted to. And then they start just writing questions, writing answers. Um, yeah, Nifty Phil saying complete game changer. It, it really is because, Right now, you've got this this issue where if you're not creating long form content, there's really no place for you to be earning Leo. Um, it like consistently, like you can you can make comments and and our community I think is the best community on Hive in terms of upvoting comments and getting people rewarded for engagement. Um, but uh, you know that that obviously requires that you still read a long form article and then respond to it and then get someone to upvote you. So a thread is just a complete game changer where. You know, you're just posting as a normie, you might post 10 questions a day or 10 questions a week. And, you know, you could be earning a couple dollars from that. And then you start checking your wallet and you get addicted to it. And then you start obviously doing more and more and it, and it creates that, you know, compounding effect. Um, so I, I truly believe that between this, that these are like kind of the, you know, the three core releases that I've been working on, you know, for, for, I don't even know, probably like 12 months. Um, which are Leo Mobile V1, um, threads, and community pages. So Leo Mobile V1 is done, community pages are done, threads are the next thing. Um, and having all three of these released together 
in my opinion, is what takes uh, our monthly active users, you know, from 650 to, you know, 2,500 and beyond. Um, it just, it just creates a much more tailored environment for people to use uh, Leo Finance. Whereas right now it's kind of like this, this, you know, mosh pit of, of people who are creating content, long form content, people who are curating it and commenting. Instead, you can kind of give people this tailored experience where you can say, you know, if you like long form content, and you want to read about specific topics like Thorchain or Splinterlands, then you can go to a community page and, and read about it. If you like short form content, um, you know, and you want to use it like Twitter, then go to the threads uh, section and you can find obviously all this different stuff. Um, and then threads are integrated into community pages so that you can say, okay, well, I want to read threads only about Splinterlands or I want to read threads only about Thorchain. And then all of it gets gets uh, gets basically filtered through that community page as well. So it's really what we're doing with these three things: Leo Mobile, community pages, and threads. Is sectioning off Leo Finance and creating a very tailored experience. Um, and then you know that if you take a step back, then you see that Leo Desktop is tailored to the content creator experience. Leo Mobile is the content curator experience, uh, or the you know the the uh, consumer experience. Um, cause you know, some people may upvote, some people may not. So it, it's, it's good to look at it as like creators and consumers. When you take a step back and look at Leo mobile and Leo desktop. Um, and, uh, and obviously this all changes when you have threads, cause then on Leo mobile, you've got people creating, creating threads and creating content, but they're not writing thousand word blog posts from their phones, which is obviously not feasible. So, um, yeah, uh, Nifty Phil saying the you know this is the killer feature that kicks off Leo Mobile. It really is. It's uh, it's creating what we've all been waiting for with Project Blank. So um, obviously Project Blank is is still out there, and it's kind of that big that big ticket um, that big ticket item on our roadmap where it's going to be you know that broad based uh, you know Twitter basically like the Twitter killer. Um, but this you know this this. Uh, threads features kind of like crypto Twitter on Leo finance, and it lets us test all the infrastructure, scale it up and then get project blank uh, rolled out. So well, <clears throat> I was gonna say, that's kind of seems like what the whole point of this is, is, is generally a beta test for project blank. Right. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. And, and obviously, you know, bringing in more users to Leo finance, bringing in more use cases and, and yeah. making it, you know, a lot more usable. Uh, a lot more user friendly. Um, so that's where we've been at on, on Leo Finance. I mean, there's been a lot of focus lately on, on Leo Mobile, LeoFinance.io, and uh, obviously all the backend stuff with Leo Infra and Lightning. Um, that's where a lot, of, a lot of my attention has gone uh, recently over the past week. And uh, then with, uh, you know, on the, on the DeFi side, um, you know, most people know that the, the roadmap has us doing all these releases on Polycub and then, and then kind of packaging them up into a single release to, to roll out onto Cub uh, with like a basically a V2 uh, release of Cub. So with, with the stuff that we're working on, um, Vex Polycub is kind of the next big uh, feature release. Um, so we're going to have Vex Polycub, the governance uh, UI where you, can, where you can vote on all the different governance aspects of polycub so you know a big one being the yield governance but you know also other things there's uh, uh I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to do a vote uh or we're going to launch a proposal to um change the wrapping fees uh you know potentially increase the wrapping fees and and which will basically increase the value accrual for polycubs protocol so um you know all these different things that we need to vote on we're waiting for the governance ui to be done and then uh 
and then we'll be you know all set to go to to have all these different proposals get launched um and uh and obviously governance is like the core utility of polycub so in my opinion this is what what everyone's been waiting for with polycub and uh you know the price has been pretty stable i feel like as people are just kind of looking and and waiting they're kind of waiting to jump on it for uh you know whether they're a seller or a buyer, I think they're waiting to decide what they're going to do until they they see the governance uh, in place. And uh, obviously things like Bex Polycub, collateralized lending. Um, so I'm uh, I'm very excited for what Vex Polycub and the governance UI are going to do uh, for us. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's it's really fulfilling that mission of Polycub, which is to create, you know, reliable, sustainable and growing yield. Um, so, you know, that, that killer feature of DeFi that everyone is looking for right now, you know, whether you're on Leo Finance, Hive, or broader in the crypto space is reliable yield where you're not worried about the platform blowing up. Um, you know, even look at like Celsius as an example. Um, you know, if we can create a platform for our community where uh, people can pool assets and not be worried about it blowing up or disappearing tomorrow, I think that's, that's kind of the key. Um, and, and, you know, it goes back to that broader vision of Leo Finance as a whole, as a Web3 ecosystem, which is to democratize uh, financial knowledge and access. So, um, you know, this is the access part in terms of, in terms of the DeFi stuff we're working on. Um, so I would, keep a, I would keep a close eye out in the near-term Sooniverse for uh, a full-scale release of, um, you know, several features all at once on Polycub, which is going to be namely around Vex Polycub and the governance UI. Um, that's, that's really where the focus is going to be. Awesome. It's going to be very interesting with the threads feature, just even, you know, initially using it and how it interacts with, you know, the existing Leo finance platform. Right. Cause in the end, everything's a learning curve, even if it is just for one hot second. So or the, how that plays out for new users. I was actually trying to uh, go and open the Leo mobile app because I hadn't opened it for a while and I opened it yesterday. I think it was to do some voting because I've been away from my machine so long and it took a hot second to actually load up. So I want to see if that was the same case here, but no, it was pretty fast. Bring up the app. Yeah. Sometimes circle, uh, circle you... goes like three times and then boom. Yeah. Sometimes if you haven't loaded it in a while, it'll, it'll take a little bit more time to, to grab everything. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. It yeah. took a hot minute, when, but I hadn't opened it in, I don't even know, at least a few weeks just because I do it. I'm all just only time I really use it, like Leo mobile for me is more of a convenience. It's like when I'm not at my computer for long stretches, you know, generally I'm in front of my machine every single day, but occasionally I have that where, you know, maybe I'm just away from my desk for a full day. Uh, or something like that, or if I'm traveling or whatever. Yeah. And Leo, Leo Mobile's money for that. I've only just done, I use it for voting and commenting. I haven't done any posts from Leo Mobile yet, which is more so a preference just because I'm more old school. I prefer to write on desktop. Yeah. And I think that's how it'll always be. You know, the desktop is going to be for the creators, mobile is for, for the consumers. Um, for sure. For Leo Finance, definitely. Obviously, you talk about like threads or, you know, Project Blank, then obviously. Yeah, yeah, which, which is good because that caters to a larger demographic and it caters to a growing dem demographic. The long form content creator is a dying breed. 100%.
Nifty Phil is excited. He thinks that it's going to be the killer feature that kicks off Leo Mobile. 100%. I agree. I can see that. We talk about this, uh, get into the crypto markets a little bit. Yeah, we can do that. So why don't, why don't you take this one? Um, yeah, so Gerber had shared a tweet from uh, someone that I actually hadn't uh, come across yet. And uh, they shared something very different. And that was a comparison of uh, Bitcoin versus uh, metals. So specifically Bitcoin and copper. And basically those two price charts um, overlaid and kind of scary how similar they are. Um, especially since really, you know, 2017 when Bitcoin really started moving as opposed to just looking like a straight line um, going sideways. So since then, um, all the peaks and valleys have been the same, you know, over the last four going on five years now. And, um, you know, you look at the end and anyone that's obviously in the Discord chat, you can see the uh, chart. And uh, yeah, as uh, idiosyncratic just said, are they twins? And that's the thing. Like literally, they look like twinsies. Um, and you know, we've seen a bigger sell-off in Bitcoin uh, relative to copper uh, this year. But uh, in the end, it's still like they both have the same peak, the same drop. Um, so looking at this chart alone and nothing else, so like this in a vacuum, it doesn't make me bullish on Bitcoin being at a bottom yet because copper clearly still has room to drop. Um, just looking at potential like demand zones, um, which would really be that peak back in December 2017, which uh, it looks like there's also some bottom reversals there back in 2020, I guess that is um, late 2020. So with that said, it looks like copper still uh, could potentially have a decent little chunk to fall. And um, that doesn't mean Bitcoin is going to continue to fall because these two prices can converge again. Because if you look, every time there's been decent divergence, eventually they end up converging. But these are over very long time spans. So, you know, that convergence can take six months to a year uh, without a problem, uh, maybe even longer, you know? So very interesting though, not something I would have looked at otherwise. And um Super curious to see when copper and Bitcoin do bottom, if it plays out, uh, you know, as a pair, uh, especially as they uh, converge, because right now there's some really good divergence. So just, I don't know, something random to keep an eye on. Nothing I would have thought of to uh, look at. Um, and I'm sure there's some theory about the correlate correlation. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it has to do something with like equipment, you know, and the cost of copper. And the mining of Bitcoin, I don't know. I'm obviously just grab, grabbing your straws right now, but I'm sure there's some fundamental theory behind the pairing of these two. Yeah, I always find these these correlations to be interesting. Um, you know, as as much for the actual correlation as for how people perceive them, because at the end of the day, when it comes to you know TA of any kind, it's it's really because you know price action is happening because a lot of people are looking at the same thing. Um, and obviously Usually. reacting in certain ways. Yeah. I mean, you know, coincidence, a coincidence can happen, but often usually 
there's something behind it and it's not just a blind coincidence. So, you know, there's very likely something behind this pairing. Ha, <laughs> there you go. Morty said, when BTC Copper Kingdom? <laughs> um, Soon. I think we should do, we should do Cub Copper Kingdom. And then you can have like copper necklaces for your cub. <laughs> that would be cool. Sooniverse. Oh yeah. In regards to Bitcoin, I mean Yeah, what do you think is going on with Bitcoin? We've, we we kind of had some interesting action this this weekend where, you know, we I feel like we started the weekend at like 19k, right? And then we jumped yeah. yesterday to to 20, tested, you know, like 20,300. Now we're back to 195. Oh, are we? I haven't even looked at it today. I got to look at it. It was a it was a late start for the cat today after uh, 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned that for a second when we were talking, um, gearing up that when I saw Bitcoin at, um, when was that? That was probably, yeah, because the third ended up being a green candle, but I remember that dipped under 19. Um, I was looking at it when it was like 19,000, $32 or something. I was like, I really feel like we can get a little pop. I should buy some here. And I didn't because I was out and about the rest of the day. So really was going to be watching it. But uh, yeah, like you said, we popped up to like 20,300 and then pretty much have jumped right back down. But uh, the key is though, we've basically been holding for the most part 19.3, which, you know, everyone talks about 20K, but me personally, like if I, if, like I'm talking about a specific number, like 19.3, like right around that area is my real break point. So like, I don't really care if we're under 20K as long as I see price still above 19 for the most part. Um, you know, under 19, I think is where, you know, you're truly establishing uh, below, you know, support. And obviously, you know, we had a couple candles that dipped under that, but, you know, the lowest close was, you know, essentially 19,000. It was, you know, a few points shy of that. You know, when we dipped down to 17.5, it ended up closing up at uh, essentially 19K. And then the next day, you know, same thing, dipped just under 18, but closed, you know, over 20. So we really haven't seen um, any closings under 19. So that's why, like, in my mind, we're technically holding this big support level thus far. And yeah, where do you think... Where do you think, uh, you know, if you if you had to guess, where do you think, uh, you know, do you think this is the bottom or do you think we've got more ways to go and you're just waiting to see that break below 19? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week. Honestly, um, this being a bottom is a potential scenario that's on the table, but it's not the scenario that I'm personally buying into. Um, but, you know, when you look at the charts, you know, like you look at a weekly chart, you really get a better perspective. Like RSI is, you know, at 26, you know, pretty much weak oversold. Stochastics uh, RSI is, you know, um, below the 20, like well below the 20. And it's been there now for uh, multiple weeks, right? So you can't like stay that week and that oversold. So there's probably gonna be some kind of rally or there's just gonna be consolidation to work that off. You know, same thing with like, the moving average, like I use that 10 period with the daily, but you know, even with the weekly, I look at it, it's still, you know, it's still pulled away from that a bit. It started to catch up because we've gone sideways basically for three weeks. Uh, you know, when you look at the weekly, 
you know, all these movements over the last couple of weeks, like look like nothing even happened. Um, so I don't know, you know, I still expect, I think it's more so like, you know, how when you have like a bullish move and it's like, you know, you get a big burst and a consolidation and then the next yeah. leg up, you know, kind of like bull flags. I feel like we almost might be in like bear flags and that's only because of the surrounding macro environment. You know what I mean? It's just like Fed's going to raise again. Stock market's getting his ass kicked today. Um, I expect, you know, weakness over the summer in regards to the economy um, and the stock market. So with that said, it's hard to be bullish on Bitcoin finding a bottom here. So that's particularly why I'm being more uh, risk off in terms of aggressively entering. But uh, the reality is this being a bottom being carved out here is definitely a scenario but otherwise i'm waiting for the next big sell-off to buy again i don't know that we'll get down to 14k but if we do that's that's where i'm going to be buying a nice chunk and that's also why like if bitcoin gets to 14k that's when i don't even have to think about if i'm buying alts or not like i'm also buying alts there too like yeah. 14 you know 14 i'm down to 13 and That'll be my next real big buying season. And then after that, I don't care what happens. Like, cause I'm just done and I'm holding. If it goes lower, it goes lower. Um, but who knows if we'll ever see that. So that's why. Yeah. I, I, that know, yeah I've been hearing a lot of people saying, you know, things like, um, you know, Bitcoin's going to go down to 10 K, um, you know, wait to buy until we breach 10 K and we go down to seven K or something. Um, I don't know. I have a hard time believing we're going to get that low. I feel like we got my personal take and I, I don't really look at charts or uh, I don't really look at much analysis at all. I just kind of go based on like general market sentiment, you know, things I read on Leo finance and, and uh, Twitter. And uh, you know, my general take is that um, I think we saw a, you know, a rampant liquidation crisis Um with all these big platforms like Celsius and uh, 3AC and BlockFi and other companies, you know, basically having these liquidation crises. And uh, I, uh, you know, I have a hard time believing that we're going to see 10K because, you know, it, they've had plenty of time to deal with these, these liquidations. Um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's very little, you know, there's very little going on in terms of, in terms of actual, you know, there, if, if I put it like a simple way, there's very little going on that would make me believe that 10K is feasible. Um, the, the fact that we got down to 20K so quickly, in my opinion, is just because of the liquidations on these big companies. And that 100%. contagion has already spread and it's already leaked and it's already taken effect. You know, we're already weeks into it. So in my opinion, we saw the major leg down. We're not going to see it again. Uh, so I've been dollar cost averaging with the idea in mind that maybe we could leg down, but I'm not convinced. Yeah. It's like, that's not your thesis, but you know, it's an option that's on the table. Right. So now you make a good point. So I have a question, the, the liquidations, right. And obviously, you know, uh, all the stuff that went down the last month, that's one of the reasons why I'm still a little cautious is that I don't know that the damage as being completely um, already done. Like, 
as we, I mean, I guess BlockFi already sold. We're still waiting for the potential fallout with Celsius. You know what I mean? Like we don't have a, we don't have a conclusion to what happened to a Celsius yet. We just have the initial right. fallout. So like, I'm wondering if there's still more dominoes to get knocked down or if this sideways action and this consolidation is giving some of these, um, these, some of these ventures time to, you know, save face. Yeah. I mean, I just saw that I just posted this article. I saw that Celsius had, had repaid a lot of its debt. So it, it paid $120 million in, in, in debt. And now their liquidation price is below 5,000. Um, oh, for, for Bitcoin. Oh, so if that's the case, then they should be in good shape. I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, and you know how they're paying that down. I haven't really looked into, um, but I'm sure they're getting, you know, lines of credit and, and, you know, similar things, similar things to what's going on with BlockFi and, and other, and other corporations that, that got over leveraged. You know, or, yeah, or, actually, yeah, like Nifty Phil saying, stacking loans on their loans and then paying back. Yeah, exactly. Could be it. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the way, the way of America for the last, especially the last like 20 years, just stack, 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 bubble, blow up. And then <laughs> it's like the old school uh, Dennis Leary skit. Like when he's talking about celebrities, he's like, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get famous and then I'm going to go on a bender. And then after that, I'm going to go into rehab and I'm going to come out and be like, sorry, I fucked up and everybody's going to love me again. <laughs> and that's basically Smart what plan. these financial companies do for the last 20 years. You know, it was like we saw it with the dot com bubble. We saw it in 08 and we're seeing it now. It's just like, yeah, it's the same. It's just like it's the same movie playing over and over again with just different characters. Right. You'd think people would catch on, right? It's like, uh, it's like, uh, what he said, what and it says in, in Roadhouse, uh, same story, new town. That's true. Or to quote, to quote Swayze, it'll get better before, I, uh, it'll get worse before it gets better. <laughs> Stacking loans on loads. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I I just feel like liquidation crisis uh, issues, you know, especially the ones we've seen in the past, like in in twenty twenty, is uh, you know it happens all of a sudden, and then we see a quick recovery after, you know, after all the damage is done. But obviously, this one could be a little bit different. It was more systemic this time, where you know, massive platforms were overlevered, and uh, yes, and then obviously, you know, obviously in in twenty twenty, we had you know we had issues with over-levered, uh, over-levered companies, but not as big as what we've got now. Then we've also, we also had, uh, we had a macro environment where everything was recovering, you know, as, as the money printers went burr, um, you know, all assets started to recover very quickly. So we kind of rode the wave on that with, with Bitcoin. So, um, you know, there, it's a little different. It is a little different this time in terms of the macro environment and in terms of how big these, these companies got in terms of leverage. Um, so, and then obviously you had the Terra Luna thing that happened, which, it, which really was like the, the, you know, it was the first, it was the lead domino. That was, was uh, the, the yeah, was, I uh, think that was the fuse. It was, yeah. Well, because all these, and it came out that like all these different exchanges lost, you know, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars in the, in the whole Terra collapse. And that's what essentially started getting them to over lever and, uh, you know, they started to put on a lot of leverage um, 
and uh, you know, and and obviously not having all that liquid capital that they they had had you know weeks prior, um, that's that's obviously going to change their business model a lot. So, hundred uh, percent. It's just crazy how how much leverage they took on and thought that they would be okay. I mean, it's it's really crazy, but people get delusional in a in a bull market. It happens every time. And people do get delusional in a bear market as well. People get uh, you know they get caught up in the fud and they start to freak out. You know, um, we've even seen it, and uh, Nifty Phil will attest to it in the in tech support and, and other places that where you know people have no patience. People are, uh, you know, it, it's it's funny to see like how much the fud creeps in on everything that people do. Um, so he put up he put up a good reminder in general chat to uh, stay level headed and and remember that you know the bear market doesn't last forever. And uh, exactly. You know, just keep building, keep moving forward. Uh, I'm focused on getting more monthly active users on Leo Finance. That's where the focus is. And uh, we'll come out of the bear market into the bull market, you know, even better than before. Um, obviously, last bear time we came out. Building. Right, bear markets are for building. You know, we've hired on like, and that, that this is like a good metric to show you what a well-run company looks like versus a poorly run company. And in my opinion, is we are hiring on devs at an unprecedented uh, pace right now. Whereas like other companies, like on the Celsius article I just posted, they cut their workforce by like 150 employees. Um, and, uh, you know, BlockFi obviously cut their employees, Coinbase cut their employees. Um, so, you know, if you if you have a plan and you stay level-headed, like he's saying, you know, it's, it's uh, you can do a lot better because in the bull market, I took a lot of profits into stable coins. I took a lot out into even into fiat and and i gave us you know basically a five-year runway to to hire on devs to keep building and and keep building for the next bull cycle and and in my opinion that's what all the good companies did like look at ftx they you know everything goes everything essentially goes to shit and instead of just like crying about it and and you know having to take on uh you know lines of credit they're the ones giving the lines of credit they're buying out companies like BlockFi for pennies on the dollar um it just goes to show you if you build correctly in the bull market and then get ready for the bear market, then you can build, uh, you can build that at a ridiculous pace. You can buy things super cheap. You know, this is how people like Warren Buffett built their fortunes. And, and obviously now you're going to see, you know, Sam Bankman fried the founder of uh, FTX. He's, he's going to be, he's going to come out in this next bull cycle as probably one of the richest people in the world. Um, cause he's right now acquiring all these crypto assets and companies at, at pennies on the dollar. Yeah. He put, I mean, he pretty much pulled the Warren Buffett basically he, yep. he's like literally Warren Buffett crypto. You know what I mean? Like he had the war chest on the ready and now, like you said, fire sale prices, buying things at pennies on the dollar. You, you like, you really much, you pretty much can't lose when you're buying things pennies on the dollar. Right. Yeah, FTX is going to end up being the big name in the next bull market. Yeah, he's going to he's going to be one of the he's going to be one of the major crypto heads in the next bull market, that's for sure. Not even major crypto. He's going to be like one of the major financial players in the world, I think, in the next bull market. It's wild. It's wild how fast things change. Like these days, man, like the velocity of wealth building and wealth and like, you know, and wealth destruction is so amazing. 
things that used to take decades you can do in like two to three years if you hit it right. Yeah, this is a big moment right now um, for, for building in a lot of different ways in terms of building technology for Leo Finance and our, our monthly active users. And then also in terms of, you know, if you take it on a personal level, you know, building your portfolio of assets um, in this time is going to be what, what leads you to generational wealth on the next bull cycle. That's for yeah. sure. You know, it's interesting too. I think everyone's so used to the volatility that we've had pretty much this whole year. I mean, we had one hell of a drop, you know, since April, you know, when you look at the weekly, it's basically just all red. Like there's one green candle mixed in like over the course of like three months. It's, it's bananas, like, which had never even happened before. Um, but, you know, when I look at like prior price action, I look at like, you know, these depressed indicators and whatnot. That didn't mean we went up in price when these things bounced. Like we went sideways and I'm looking at back like 2018 even. We essentially bounced around in a range from April to November. Then we got that last sell-off, which was the low. Then pretty much same thing, carved out that bottom over the course of like two months or so. And then at that point started moving higher. So, um, you know, there's no reason we can't easily bounce around like 18 to 30, you know, in between 18 and 30K for the next three, four, five months. And then maybe see like a last, you know, last dip even below. Um, the more I look at this weekly and the more, you know, taking in the, the points that you were making, the more I feel like that is a real, real, like a real scenario where we're just going to like grind sideways in a range for like three to four months. I can see it happening. I'd be okay with that. I, I think that actually be the most ideal scenario because then a, you know, we don't see any ridiculously low prices and then B that gives me time to just slowly get in because that's the biggest thing I pay attention to as an investor. It's like, all right, I have X amount of capital to use. So I'm not going to use it all, you know, at 20 K I'm going to save right. some for potential buys lower. Um, right. But if we grind sideways for many months, usually over that time, you know, you get more of a capital available, you know, obviously everyone's different. Some people have active income where they know they have fresh powder coming. Some don't, but yeah, I'm hoping we, I'm hoping we stay range bound down here for a while. Um, I've been dollar cost averaging just every single day. Um, you know, Neil mentioned it too. I, I have a similar plan to Neil where he basically took a chunk of money. He said, you know, I've got, I've got this much money that I want to put into Bitcoin and I'm going to do it over the next 180 days. So he just took that divided by 180 and is buying every single day. So I'm, I'm pretty much doing the same thing and uh, just dollar cost averaging my way back into Bitcoin. Um, like I said, I mean, I sold, I sold a lot of my crypto um, over the past kind of 12 months, um, 12 to 18 months. I was just selling into stable coins and, and uh, even into fiat and just kind of, you know, I, I kind of figured something like this was around the corner. I didn't think it would be as dr dramatic as it was, um, but, you know, I, I prepared for the idea of uh, a bear market and crypto winner and getting back to, and I mean, you can go back to the, to the, uh, the ultimate record of, of these podcasts and, and uh, you know, posts and discord on, on Leo finance and see, you know, I kept talking about it. I can't, can't wait for the bear market. Can't wait for the bear market uh, to bring on the, bring on new devs and, and get some fresh blood working on the project. Um and then, you know, obviously be able to buy back into crypto cheap. Um, you know, I, I, I was ready and, and waiting for it. Um, 
still it still hurts though it still hurts the existing portfolio but it's a good opportunity if you can see if you can see out past a few months or even a few years then you can see the opportunity and i think that's what can get you excited again about about crypto about leo about you know everything that we're building here um if you can look out past just the next few months um you know i, I always say this like in the TikToks and and you know in, in other places where we're posting leo content you know, most people are focused on the next five minutes, um, but the the real wealth builders are focused on the next five years. Indeed. Yeah, I think uh, you know the what you call it. I keep blanking on the word. Roadmap keeps popping in my head, even though it's not the word. Uh, it's the word again for you know planning ahead, having enough you know, fun. Oh, runway. Year. Runway. Yeah. I don't know why. Seriously. <laughs> it's a foggy day. You. It's post 4th of July. No, it's, it's a foggy just, brain it's, day. It, it's foggy post COVID for a year now brain. Um, the new normal. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, having Leo finance and thinking about that runway probably was a good motivator for you in terms yeah. of, you know, booking gains, making sure you had a war chest, like, me personally, you know, I was just focused on like, all right, how do I get to a point where I have a big enough nut where the yield is, you know, that forever income, so to speak. And I think because of that, I wasn't booking anything. Um, you know, maybe I was obviously keeping stuff in stables, but um, somehow I got probably just unallocated, like late in the game and sort of the wrong time. I mean, I'm still in pretty good shape, but it was just funny because I always had a large chunk of stables and now is probably the smallest I have. And that's not because I've converted them into crypto on the sell-offs. It's just because that's where it was when the sell-off start, started. Um, so yeah, I definitely wish I would have uh, booked some gains and yeah. uh, put them in stables. But in the end, all that stuff's working, earning yields every day. So not too worried about it. Yeah, like Boz said in, in chat, um, I yeah. thought I had more time before I needed to start moving things. That's I feel like that's what everybody always thinks, right? And Nifty Phil said famous last words. Yeah, it's that's what everyone always thinks. You always think you have more time than you really do. Um, there's a, that famous saying, you know, you, everyone, everyone overestimates what they can accomplish in six months, but they underestimate what they can accomplish in six years, you know? 100%. so So start early. As Neil would say, if you were here, sell early and sell often. There you go. You know, it's funny. I pretty, I think I pretty much stopped saying 100% because it's on my background, but <laughs> I've never remembered to switch to my when soon show background. Uh -oh. So I'm making up for it by saying 100%. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's funny. How'd you not remind me? I got no when soon. I got some Bitcoin. <laughs> I actually noticed it when we first jumped on and then I forgot. I got Bitcoin. It's like right here. Angel and devil. Angel is Bitcoin. Devil is nothing. There's nothing there. We don't do fiat. <laughs> I don't even need it to be there. I don't listen to it. That's funny. But cool. So everything's trucking along with uh, Polycub. Obviously, you know, V2 vaults are doing their thing. Um, I'm assuming next up is what the launch of uh vex poly 
Yeah, we've got um, we've got the launch of Vex Polycub and uh, the governance UI coming, and uh, and then with that governance UI are going to be a few different proposals um, for for some stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens when you know Vex Polycub really changes the tokenomics of the platform, and it it you know adds this this really it adds this really interesting dynamic, which which people will see when we go live with it. Um, and then the governance UI obviously adds that incredible level of utility that we've been waiting for. Uh, in the weekly governance votes, I think we only have like 20% participation or something. And obviously that's because we don't have a UI yet. So if you're doing it, you're doing it manually through, um, you know, through MetaMask or, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, UI is going to help a lot. because I mean, Yeah, the I UI. Have... Yep. I'm hoping we see more than 50% participation in those weekly votes. And then in, in obviously the bigger governance proposals, we'll try to advertise it on the UI and make sure that everyone's seeing that um, and uh, get more people participated in, in governance. Um, yeah, as I keep saying, like governance is the core utility of Polycup. So we are, you know, I, I would have loved to have governance go live when we went live with the platform, but it took a lot longer um, took a lot longer to build it all out than I expected. So, which it always does, but um, you know, it's it, having the governance now is, is what I think is going to be that turnaround point for the platform. Um, and you're going to see kind of this big focus around governance and uh, the sustainability uh, with the multi-token bridge. So uh, it's a, uh, it's a fascinating time to look at Polycub. And then obviously all this stuff is going to come over to Cub. So uh, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome to see to see uh, everything go live for Polycub. Um, so my my free BTC said, quick question: the voting power of X Polycub will be three times ratio. Um, yeah, so you're voting. So essentially, by locking your X Polycub, you are you are multiplying your governance power by three x. So if you have one X Polycub and you vote uh, on governance, then you have one governance power. And if you have, if you stake one X polycub into one Vex polycub, then you have three governance power. Um, so it, it's three X. And then there's going to be a fixed interest rate on Vex polycub. So it's like a, it's like a reliable yield vault as well. Um, and this is all modeled after curve um, and then controlled by, by the X polycub governance DAO. So all this stuff I've, we, we could have rolled it out like one at a time, but uh, we're basically wrapping it all into one release and then we're going to release it all at once. Um, and, and there's going to be, it, it's going to be, I'm kind of considering all this stuff to be like V2 Polycub where, um, you know, we had an idea for Polycub and now, you know, that, that idea has changed pretty dramatically since the launch of PHPD and some other stuff where we basically seen like this new form of value accrual um, you know, the, the oracles for PHPD, uh, PHive, PLEO, and PSPS are generating, you know, a lot of value accrual for the platform. Uh, so you're going to see like this, this whole shift in focus in terms of what we're looking at um, for, for the platform and, and how we're valuing things from a fundamental perspective. What um, Boz was asking, yield paid in VEX, PCUB, or XPOLY? It's paid in uh, Polycub, so it will. So we'll we'll talk about it when Vex Polycub goes live. But essentially, it's through it's through the protocol and liquidity buying back uh, Polycub. So it's nice. sustainable, reliable yield. That's the whole that's the whole mission statement. And, and then, 
how's that uh, how's that uh, asked about project blank which i mean i think we got a vibe for that because first we need to see threads you know come out and um i'm sure you guys you know we're gonna go through the process of the functionality of that and using that as a beta test so i mean when it comes to a timeline for project blank my personal guess is it's a 2023 thing but get ready for threads get ready for threads i think uh i think you'll see that sooner is I think you'll see that soon is sooner than you think. And the so get ready for it. Yep. Get ready for wow. threads. We all know all the cat has about is when all the stuff on cub. <laughs> when moon. When moon. <laughs> I don't even need moon. I just need when the features on cub. Hence, anytime I ask a polycub question, Cal knows the underlying motive is to, all right, that gives me clear yeah. answers on when stuff on cub. <laughs> Yeah, we are rolling out this V2 update to Polycub, and then that same update is going to be rolled out to Cub. And uh, I'm excited for both. I think I think we are going to reach that sustainability that we've always been looking for. Um, well, you know, I think what's big for um, these vaults being on Cub is that, you know, think about it. Like we have, you know, uh, the PHBD and the, you know, PHive. I'm curious to see how, you know, a BHBD and a beehive is going to do just because many people prefer the Binance Smart Chain over Polygon in terms of, you know, True. interacting with it and also just, you know, having exposure and money on it uh, initially, uh, especially the people that are outside the U.S. So it's going to be interesting to see how those um, farms do on uh, Cub DeFi. I, yeah, I have a feeling that they'll do very well, potentially even better than than, poly, than they do on Polycub, like you're saying. Yeah. People, but, you know, Binance Smart Chain's a lot more stable than Polygon. Um, yeah. Me personally? So yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll be, like as soon as the, like the only reason I put any um, funds into like PHBD and PHIVE is because that's the only option. Like as soon as like BHIVE and BHBD is a thing, like I'm going with that farm. You know, that's me personally though. Yeah, well, in the, uh, you know, it's it, having both has a very positive impact on, they feed, both feed into each other because when there's arbitrage, right now when you want to arbitrage, um, PHBD, PHIVE, um, PLEO, PSPS, uh, obviously, PLEO is different because we already have Leo on uh, Binance Smart Chain. But when you want to arbitrage, just say HBD and Hive, um, you have to buy HBD or Hive from one of the existing exchanges. And then, you know, especially with HBD, you only have the internal exchange. And then you can arbitrage it to uh, PHBD and PHive. When we've got BHBD and BHive coinciding with PHive and PHBD, now you've got arbitrage that can happen between those two pools on each side of the bridge. So then they start to feed off each other because then if someone's arbitraging PHBD with BHBD, now they've got to buy PH, just for, say for example, PHBD gets sold off and they want to buy it to arbitrage it back to a dollar. They buy PHBD, then they unwrap it to HBD and then rewrap it to BHBD and then they can sell it over there. Um, and what that's essentially doing is now you've created wrapping revenue, both for Polycub and for uh, Cub. So it's this, it's this, uh, you know, it's it's this mechanism that really feeds on each other. I'm uh, the multi the multi token bridge is what changed the entire outlook on on Polycub, and then it, it will on Cub when we launch it. And and I think uh, it's it's really cool to see the value accrual come in. Um, 
on that multi-token bridge. And that's that value accrual is only going to get bigger when we release that on a cub because now you've got the two sides of the bridge interacting with each other. Absolutely. So, and, and another thing that I know a lot of people will ask questions about is, so on PolyCub, the multi-token bridge earns value accrual, which goes into protocol and liquidity, which buys back PolyCub and, and distributes it to VEX PolyCub. On CUB, the multi-token bridge will work the same way, but instead of accruing value into protocol and liquidity, it will accrue value and then buy and burn CUB. Because CUB is a buy and burn model, PolyCub is a redistribution model. So it'll be also cool to see how those interact with each other and, and you know which one kind of outperforms the other. Um, and just kind of see, see, see how it all works together. I, th I think they have a very synergistic relationship. Sweet. Bring on the burn, baby. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, kind of with that said, when you talked about the bridge, it made me think of basically like support and, and help desk because a lot of times the bridge is um, a good chunk of support tickets and public service announcement to start wrapping up this call is be cognizant of what your issue actually is because you know someone that was kind of on a help desk in, in IT back in my corporate career, I would get blasted with issues that had nothing to do with the software or the service that you know I supported. I would still try and help people, but you know there's gonna be a lot of that since this is a platforms that run on the Hive blockchain, a lot of times Hive-based issues, people are hitting the desk with and then getting frustrated when they're not getting the answers you know, to their, to their issues. So you know, I think it's important to not only be cognizant of what's the fundamental you know, uh, tool or whatever that you know, associates with your issue, but also you know, to uh, provide as much information as possible and uh, basically just interact with a clear level head to help get your issue resolved because getting annoyed and frustrated doesn't help solve the issue at all. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, we'll always try and help, but make sure you're yelling at the right person. So, or you can do what I just said, take a deep breath and not yell at anybody and approach things with a level head. Yep. But, um, Absolutely. so yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, if anyone's got any questions, uh, get them in now or wait till next week. And yeah, uh, just drop, you could always drop them in and throughout, you know, another public service announcement, you could always drop questions in here in the weekly AMA chat on discord and, and, uh, you know, throughout the week, if you don't want to, you know, wait and forget them, you could just drop them in there and then we'll read them out on the next one. So yeah, 100%. It's actually good when words. we have questions queued up. Yeah, so, you know, loaded ones. Exactly. So this week, you know, in like the last couple of weeks, um, we kind of just start talking about, you know, Leo update and then just general crypto stuff. And then the questions eventually start flowing in. Usually when you start talking about, you know, the weekly update in regards to all things Leo, but yeah. yeah, feel free to put questions in throughout the week and then we'll answer them. And, you know, this call is obviously recorded and now it's on YouTube again. So you can always yep. circle back and listen to it if you're not available uh, to listen to it live. Absolutely. What is that? AMA is on the weekend. I don't know. It's a tough sell. <laughs> I'm thinking um, about doing a new uh, a new show in addition to the AMA called um, Comments with Cal. So we'll see. Uh, I would have the uh, head of head of uh, growth 
basically find some good comments on Leo Finance. Um, and, you know, they might be Leo related or other stuff related. It's, it's kind of modeled after like the Ask Gary Vee show. If anyone's yeah, yeah. Has ever seen that. And she would like read off the questions and I would respond to them. And, well, I mean, that's good because it's a controlled environment and you can touch on a lot yeah. of things quickly. So, you know, comments with Cal would definitely work because you just grab stuff throughout the week and just hit on them. And it can be something now where you're talking about, you know, a five, 10 minute video that hits a ton of quick things. Right. Yeah. Just a quick, yeah, just exactly. Just like a quick 15 minute video, you know, hits on everything. And then that that's it, you know, edited down as well. So it's just easy to, easy to get in and out. Um, yeah. And um, just do like that a, in addition to, to yeah. this live AMA where people can ask. It's kind of just like a controlled lightning round hot seat. Yep, exactly. It's just like boom, 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 boom. I mean, you probably won't even have to edit it. You just blast through it. Right. Yep. So cool. Yes, like and subscribe Sweet. to all the channels. Tell your friends and family. <laughs> awesome. No doubt. Well, sounds good. Well, we'll see everyone next week. It will be, what is it going to be? Where's my calendar? Speaking uh, of calendar, I'm hoping, when is that? So I'll be doing some traveling towards the end of the month into August. So I'll be good for the rest of July. August, the first Tuesday in August, I probably am also going to miss. So hopefully Neil is back available by then i don't know that he will be yeah but let's see we can i got i out. got i got one week that i'm not gonna be able to make but that's still a month out so we'll see what feels out yeah if anything so we could always good. just punt it to later in the week or something yeah yeah absolutely so yeah the cat the cat will be with his partner getting his hands hands dirty helping on some real estate projects nice what about the old leo finance account on youtube yeah i don't know yeah we talked about that at the beginning yeah we it got it got banned but we're working on getting it back um obviously youtube doesn't like crypto channels so it's just more annoying than anything else so we've got the cal channel for now and it and it works works with the streaming these days so go subscribe like view some videos so it it can bolster itself and we can hopefully surpass the old channel pretty quickly exactly it's climbing pretty fast in terms of views though I'm not holding my breath on the old channel, knowing, knowing YouTube. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I, we keep trying. I have someone on it that keeps emailing them, but we'll see what happens, you know? Cool. Alrighty. Well, sweet. Next week, we'll see y'all. Yep. We'll see where Bitcoin's at and you guys can throw all the wins at Cal again next Tuesday. Yep, absolutely. We'll see you next Tuesday. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right. See ya. Later.